Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. While nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. I hear that we have a little teaser, a teaser. And there's a show coming to all of us globally on Netflix that everyone's waiting for if they know what's good for them. And the show is The Crown. Now, Ref, you sneaked in and watched this already. I will as well. So that's why we're teasing it, because we will do actually a sneak peek of this. I can't wait to do that. Yes, we will. But before we get there, you're going to tell us what's going on in season three, because major changes have happened. Yes. We've got to flash forward 15 years since the last season and we have new players not necessarily new people we've known these people they're older and the question is are they wiser now since this is just a tease i will have to say that we are no longer in the claire foy era we are now in olivia coleman's reign who plays queen elizabeth ii we are also along with her husband uh, who is named Tobias uh, Menzies, who, you know, if you watch Outlander, uh, hopefully you can get over it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he plays Philip, uh, Duke of Edinburgh. And Princess Good. Margaret is now Helena Bottom Carter. Wow. Can you believe that? And uh, we've got, you know, other people coming through. But those are the main replacements for this season, along with uh, uh, some other folks. Now listen, here's the deal. This is just a tease. This season, you have to give it a little room. Here's why. Last season, it was all about Queen Elizabeth II and how she got this unexpected, heavy, heavy responsibility laid on her because of her uncle who abdicated himself and said, I don't want to be king. And her father was then made king. So it was really her gaining ground and trying to figure out, well, this Elizabeth this season is well aware of the duties that she has and the crown is heavy. But it isn't only heavy on her head. You'll see in this season how it affects her younger sister, who many say would have been more suited to be queen. Well, we saw that last season and the season before. Uh, This season, this is a grown woman with some grown woman problems, and her husband isn't quite there for her. And you know what? She may not be as well. So the question is, will will Princess Margaret keep out of trouble, or will she dig herself in a bigger hole? You know the answer to that. Philip, what is going on with him this season? Well, we saw in the first season, he married his wife, not knowing quite the ramifications of what it means to be the queen's boo, (laughs) shall we say. So he is dealing with some things on his own. Not only that, but there may be some midlife crisis kind of things that creep up in his veins. He's content to be her husband, but shouldn't he be doing something more? 
Well, you'll explore that this season. You'll also explore the fact that Queen Elizabeth goes through prime ministers like I go through those tiny little tubs of 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 Haagen-Dazs that you get at the grocery stores of ice cream. You just whip through those and she's whipping through those prime ministers. And this is not the England that we once knew. This England instead is an England in turmoil, financial ruin, war. What does that all mean? And what does that mean for the queen? And then last but not least, you all know that Prince Charles is old enough now to be heard and seen, but do they? And he meets a special someone who will forever change his life and change the course of history that we're still dealing with those ramifications today. That will be explored. So should you check out The Crown when it comes out on Netflix? Uh, wait till you hear our sneak peek because we're going to give you more details. But for now, I would go and watch the last season or two just so that you get caught up. Because if you're anything like me, you love Victoria and everything is starting to be a blur. What's on PBS? What's on Netflix? Well, we'll give you a little bit more ne- next week. Stay locked here, right? And why watch that? Because we will be wearing our own crown. Wow. So, yeah. Now, look, the crown season three is available November 17th. But we're going to give you a full review before then. And I can't wait to tell you what I think about it. And I can't wait to hear more from the ref who's been sneaking around and watching things. We'll see what else comes to us in the future. Maybe we'll do more of this, Ref. Who knows? <laughs> the Why Watch That TV Talk. Oh, my goodness. We are doing a quick TV talk for you. We have a series finale bye for the season do we even know the it no a see no, no series finale as in bye for this season and the rest to come is gone yeah a series premiere and a and a couple season premieres let's first start by saying goodbye to the deuce we're going to say deuces to the deuce <laughs> i'm sure that headline will be taken everywhere deuces to the deuce Season three, final season on HBO. We've had three really interesting seasons um, by interesting cast members playing interesting characters during (laughs) a very interesting time period in New York City. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how this ends because literally we started with a prostitute who got into the entertainment industry, pornography, to be exact. And then all of a sudden, she's running her own ship, uh, calling the shots. Literally, where are we with this show and the twins? How did that fan out? I'm just confused. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, this show is based on real people. So it's inspired by them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And if you if you watch the show, if you keep watching after the episode, you'll hear from the creators and writers and stars about that. And they'll mention every now and then, you know, the real person was like this, and you know, we kind of cobbled it together and changed it. So it's interesting how they did that. Um, now, the time period, we started in the 70s, and season three, we're in the mid 80s. And um, Ed Koch is the mayor. Now, we're in New York City, and the deuce, if you don't know, is 42nd Street. What was that like back then? Boy, Not babe. good. I mean, people were afraid to go to Broadway shows. Oh, okay. Man. Now, Koch wants to clean this up because there's money to be made. And he has, you know, certain representatives who want to do this, and they use the cops themselves to start cleaning this up. So at the in season three, we really start to see how that moves forward in a big way. It, the seeds of that were sown in season two, but here we are in season three. Also in season three, the whole pimps and prostitutes, that's kind of going away. In fact, all the pimps we had in this show are gone in Bye. season three. Gone. And the prostitutes, they have gone into different avenues. One has gone into the porn industry to be a star. Like you said, another, played by Maggie Gyllenhaal, is a director and writer. And she wants to make porn, you know, for women. Okay. And then there's another who's educated herself, wants to be a nurse. How does that play out? You know, because they do ask you about your prior arrests. Yeah. So all of, we start to see from all of these people, all of these characters we've grown to know, what has happened over like a decade? What has happened to them? How have they grown? And in season three, I will say that this show felt really cohesive. All of the work they did in the previous two seasons led to something credible and, and good. Like this is what I call good. It's a good show. It has good acting and we have, uh, and good writing. And of course we still have James Franco playing two uh, twins who work with the mob. One of them flies off the handle. The other is more reserved and smarter about how he goes about business. So the question is in season three, what is the payback here? What actually comes to fruition? Do people have to pay for their past sins? And what's going to happen when the times move forward without you? Because there's a, something on the prowl called a pager. How does that change business? Maybe you don't need a pimp. Maybe you don't need a parlor. Also, they're cleaning things up. What happens when they shut down these parlors? Also, what happens in the advent of the aid crisis? Yeah. That's a big part. And we see certain characters, some that you would predict, others you might be surprised, who are touched by that crisis. So in the end, I would say that there was a cohesive story told here. They did want to do this in three seasons and in these three different time periods. My only knock is, in the very last episode, at the very end, instead of letting us have our moment with it, letting us understand how this reflects to now, they took us to now. And that was a mistake because we didn't need the statement. It was there already. We get it. We saw characters die violently 
in this season. One of them, I jumped <laughs> out of my seat. Like it, it was clear, we got it. We saw the the dialogue between okay, the women in the porn industry and women who are fighting against it. There's a scene with Maggie Gyllenhaal's character where she's confronted and she's taken aback and she has to think about this. What does this mean? We also understand from the the whole political side how this leads to now in New York City. We got it. You didn't need to do that. So they did this whole scene where we where they bring back really the ghosts of the past and uh, one of James Franco's characters is coming, has finally come back to New York City and he's walking through in 2019 and he's seeing all these people uh, from the past. And it's just like, I didn't need that. Why did they do that? But outside of that, I do applaud them. I wasn't quite sure of the show from the beginning. It grew on me. And I, I think that this is something for people who like sprawling looks at a seedy industry that uh, is smart about it, then the deuce is for you. Okay. Well, you can always, you know, if you have an Am- Amazon, if you have an HBO subscription, it'll forever be there. That's the nice thing about it. You can watch it at your own pace. Let's stick with HBO again. <laughs> and we are going to go to a new show called Mrs. Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Fletcher. Now... <laughs> I am curious. I look at the poster of Mrs. Fletcher, Fletcher, and I hear she's a mom. She has a college son, and college or the son goes off. I feel like uh, Mrs. Fletcher got a groove back. That's what it looked like. She's in her bed with her computer, with her you know shoulders out, looking at the camera like, mm-hmm. oh yes, baby, this is you know my baby gone and. <laughs> So we're, but it, the title is Mrs. Fletcher. So I'm really curious as to what's going on here. Yeah, which might not be what Mrs. Fletcher wants you to call her because she's divorced. Oh, interesting. So there's a whole thing going on. Now, before I get into this, because I'm on the Wikipedia page, I have to read this to all of you. At the top of the Wikipedia page for Mrs. Fletcher, here's what it says. This article is about the HBO series. For the protagonist and the life call commercial, see, I've fallen and I can't get up. Like, (laughs) Wait, what? What? Because in the I've fallen and I can't get up commercial, I guess the woman's name is Miss Fletcher. So they're directly people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I think that is- You named that woman. And that is indicative of the show. It is a comedy. But I've only seen the first episode. I will just say right now, watching it, I was kind of like, I don't know where we're going. Now, the star of this series is Katherine Hahn. She plays Eve Fletcher, the titular character. And as you said, her son is about to go to college. Her son really wants nothing to do with her, you know. Um, Her ex-husband really wants nothing to do with them. He's got his own family now. So you know how that goes. And he calls to say, you know, mm, I know I was supposed to be there to see our son off, Brendan. But, you know, my other son has a doctor's appointment, you know, and we need to go to that. (laughs) So Eve, she has to do everything. So much so that she's the one who packs Brendan for college while he just lays on the bed. 
this is the dynamic. Okay, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating as if you were to see uh, someone be treated like this. I didn't enjoy it. Oh. I wanted to jump into the TV and fix some things. Yeah. Okay. So she's doing all of this work, so much so that when she takes him to college, she also sets up his room oh, while he's God. getting to know his roommate. What is going on? But once he's out of her hair, what is she left with? Well, she decides to go back to school. She wants to take a little class. Yeah. And at this class is a young man who went to school with her son. And at the very end of this episode, we see her enter this class and this young man looks at her and he seems interested. She notices this and is she interested? Well, you talked about the shoulders out, didn't you, Ref? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I did. I did. Now, before that, she, you know, did explore the internet. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, the start- apps? Yeah, you know, and other things. Oh, oh, okay. So we see this awakening that's beginning to happen. Now, her son, meanwhile, is doing his own stuff. And it's not kosher. I'll put it that way. Mm. He does get a nice little send-off, I'll put it that way, while his mother is doing all of the work. Okay? Mm. So, after episode one, I don't think, my friends, it's enough uh, for you to know whether you want to see it. I'm expecting, and it's going on right now, that episode two will give us a clearer perspective on where they're going. The setup itself, I wasn't that engaged in. I just was not interested in seeing Eve be dumped on for most of the episode. I was not. Um, I didn't have the connection with that. And I think that the transition from that into her starting to have this sexual awakening wasn't quite smooth. But we'll see what happens moving on. Uh, It does come from Tom Parada, who wrote the novel, The Leftovers. They did a show on that. Here it comes again. was based on another of his, but he created this show. So we'll see what happens with him. He does have a lot of ideas. So I'll see what goes on. I will say, though, if this isn't your kind of thing, I don't think this is going to convince you to watch it. But if you are a viewer who is into this kind of stuff, I would say check it out because even though the first episode isn't perfect, Katherine Hahn is a very good actor. So I do want to see what she does in the next episode, and then I'll know whether I keep watching or not. Well, there's only seven episodes and it's limited. So that's mm-hmm. a good, you know, gauge to say, okay, well, I'm not sure. It doesn't hurt because it's not like you're going to be roped into 23 episodes. Let's right. move on to a couple season premieres. Silicon Valley is back. Now, who would have thunk it? Who would have thought that this little old show would be returning for its sixth and final season? Um, again, just seven more episodes of this. If you are completely drenched into the Silicon Valley uh, world, you may be going through a withdrawal. You may want to savor each of these episodes. Um, But the real question is, Critic, do these guys finally get a break? I know we all, you always talk about the take two steps and then they're set back five. And it's just sort of been that up and down, ebb and flow. I just want these guys to win. The question is, will they? Well, they have arrived. Um, In season six, uh, you know, Pied Piper, the company they've been working on, is major. 
It's rivaling Facebook, okay, and others. But what has happened across the seasons is the creator of this, the CEO, Richard, he has come up with a new internet, essentially. And this is an internet that will be safe, that will be user-oriented, all of this kind of perfect utopian stuff. They will not collect your data. Hmm, sounds appealing. Now, in the first episode of season six, he's called to Congress with the rest of the tech CEOs. And of course, he has to talk to Congress, give an opening statement, which of course doesn't go well, because this is Richard. But he does end up proving his point. And what he does promise is, again, they won't collect your data. But is that true? Because he has people on the platform, mainly the main person who helped to push his platform forward, who has been doing some underhanded stuff that he wasn't aware of. Hmm. Now, what is Richard to do? Because if if he kicks this guy off of his platform, that might be the end of it. And this guy is like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that. What? What are you going to do about it? Hmm. It's a standoff. Now, in another storyline, our two favorite idiots are fighting. If you watch the show, you know who they are. And this leads to a certain artificial intelligence program being unearthed to help one of them. But this person uses this intelligence in the wrong way which leads to a catastrophic event. Okay, but that gives Richard an idea on how to get this guy to stop him from taking people's data. And what he does is he figures out a way to pull together all of the bad things that this man has said, because it's all online, into one little package. And then he threatens the guy with this. The guy says, wow, oh my goodness. Richard thinks he's gotten him. The guy goes into a meeting and he pitches Pied Piper as a way to essentially go in. If I want to search you, ref, for anything that you've done or said, I can essentially search it. This aggregates everything that's available online from what you said quickly. Whoa. So this is completely not what Richard wanted. And the question is, where are we moving forward from there? Oh, boy. What's going on with his rival as well? So that's the opening. What I'll say is, I can't even call myself a fan of the show. I don't know how I've gotten to season six. You have been faithful. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing is, it actually is well-written and acted. It's just so annoying. That's It's just so annoying to me to watch people, like you said, fail when look you learn how to give a speech or let somebody else do it. Like at season six, I'm done with it. <laughs> but it's the end. Again, it's well written. It's well acted. So I will finish it because it's not a huge commitment. And I, I just, I, I'm interested in where they're ended. That'll be the question for them. Where are they going to end it? On what kind of note? I expect it's going to be a note that's both high and low at the same oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, let's go with the high because we're, let's end this mother with <laughs> Jack Ryan season two. It's Jack's back. Mm. On Amazon Prime, you can check it out. Already renewed for season three. (laughs) And um, 
last time we left Jack, he and his, let's just say partner in quotes, Jack was like an accountant, a glorified accountant, like glorified accountant for the government. And he found himself in a heap of mess in the Middle East with Wendell Pierce. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Greer. And uh, Jack basically saved the day with Wendell Pierce and was very much honored. Now with season two, where does that leave Jack? What other branch of the government is he involved in? And are he and Wendell still friends? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's Dr. Jack Ryan to you, right? Oh, it sure is. That's You are absolutely right. Doc, doctor. Okay, doctor. Yes, Dr. Jack Ryan. That was from the little shop. Little shop. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Now. We're in new locales, my friends, in season two. <laughs> Wendell Pierce playing James Greer, as you said, who was Dr. Jack's former boss, is now in Moscow. And he's being chased. But he ain't no fool, okay? You ain't gonna get him, people. However, during this chase, a medical condition unearths itself, and it's not good. And this we track through the whole season. And this medical condition finally gives his boss in Moscow the reason to get rid of him. (laughs) And he enjoyed it. But hold on. James is like, here's what you can do. Send me to Venezuela. And I'll handle the medical stuff. That way I'll be out of your hair. Because he can't fire him. Because James, like you said, is well respected. They owe him. Okay. But why does he want to go to Venezuela? Mm-hmm. something happens. And it's actually two somethings. So one something, I'm not giving it away, James sees. Another something is what Dr. Jack sees. So Dr. Jack also wants to go to Venezuela. They don't know this, that they're each going there. They don't coordinate it. And Dr. Jack is friends with a U.S. senator. He's his aide. Now, They have their delegation going to Venezuela. Now, of course, they don't go into Venezuela and go, hey, here's Dr. Jack Ryan, CIA analyst. You know, like you said, he's the aide of the senator. Yeah. And why, when Jack gets there, hey, who's also there? James. And they have a, you know, a classic kind of meeting, what you would expect from season one. (laughs) But while they're there, and they're investigating what's going on. Because keep in mind, what's going on in Venezuela? What kind of resources they, do they have? You might be thinking oil, but that's not the only thing. Uh-oh. Mm. Also, there's political turmoil in Venezuela. The current president is up for re-election. He has a contender. And she ain't no joke. Hmm. So, something happens to the senator that is not good. And Jack, of course, is not going to let that go. He's ready for war. He's ready to get to the bottom of this catastrophe. Because there are Germans involved in this for some reason. What? Two of them in particular. One of whom is an assassin. The other of whom is supposed to be like a CIA agent for uh, Berlin. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what does she have to do with Jack? Why is she showing up in his hotel room, for instance? Oh, yes. Now, there's also <laughs> a group of, like, kind of, uh, they're, they're former uh, military guys or current, and they're there to do kind of a guerrilla operation and help out with Dr. Jack, with James, and so on. So that's a whole other thing that's going on. You you remember Matisse from the last season? He's back. Mm-hmm. We like him. Yes. So they are there because they really have to get down to the bottom of what's going on in Venezuela, what's going on with this president, what's going on with these murders. Oh. Okay. Now, of course, as you move through the season, Jack keeps being told no. He keeps finding ways around no. He goes to London. He comes back to Venezuela. He's everywhere. And and people are like, where are you? You're where? How'd you get there? You were supposed to be going back home. No, 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 my friends. He won't do that. Everybody goes, hey, you need to be a team player. We'll take care of it. Does he trust that? No, he does not. And should he? No. (laughs) This is Dr. Jack Ryan. Don't play around with him. We also, of course, have James Greer. What kind of hot spot does he get into? Because keep in mind, everybody, they're always in trouble here. There's always, uh, they're always just one step away from being captured and killed. That's the show. (laughs) So can they outsmart everybody? Or will they be doomed forever? Well, you know the answer to that. But you know that the road there is certainly going to be rocky and bumpy. And what I'll say about it, Raph, I don't know if you want to give your opinion. What I'm going to say about it is, if you like season one, then of course you're going to watch season two. This is entertainment. Does it all make sense? I don't know and I don't even care. I don't even think about it that way. I watch it and I'm just entertained. I like the the stakes. The stakes are always high. I like when they add in action. I like the fighting. I like the ideas behind it. I mean, in this scene, in this season, people are losing appendages and eyes. I mean, this is the kind of show you're watching. <laughs> so if this is for you, you know that you have to watch it. If you like this kind of, you know, we know pre- Patriot Games, Karen Present Danger, we know the Bourne series is kind of like it. If this is your lane, then this is the show for you. Yeah. So that's on Amazon. <laughs> and you can actually binge that. That's the beauty about Amazon Prime. They'll allow you to watch the entire season of Jack Ryan. I don't know if it's something that you need to spread out. I mean, I, I would just find a weekend. I really would. And get some popcorn and just sit down and just enjoy yourself. It's like watching several movies. That's the caliber of 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 show that this is. This comes from Carlton Cuse. And you've got um, Platinum Dunes involved, which is Michael Bay's people. So you're definitely going to get some action. And why not sit down and binge it? That's all we have, folks. It's not a lot as far as quantity, but the quality is certainly there. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.